Welcome, welcome. I thank you so much for tuning in with your girl, Rusty Moy. I'm beyond measure. Listen, I am excited. We're into the fall, but it doesn't feel like fall. In September, October, November, December, we literally have four more months left in this year for change, opportunity, and to build something for 2024. In episode 101, I want to discuss real estate trends and how to save money for a house in today's market. And I guess you guys are wondering why am I switching gears from education, but I know a lot of us is planning because this year is almost over. So if you made bad decisions this year, get ready for next year. Now, these are my key takeaways. Bringing in additional income is the one best way to save quickly for a down payment. I'm just speaking with knowledge and expertise okay paying down the debt not only frees up money every month going forward but also increases your credit score helping you to get a lower interest rate i can't even stress that enough with the fed increasing interest rates savings products are paying higher yields helping your savings to grow faster okay so this is the direction i'm going here in this episode if you're looking to buy a house, the good news is that real estate is no longer the hot seller's market. It was a year ago, okay? It's still not a buyer's market right now, but there isn't a strong enough demand for housing right now, okay? This means prices increases have slowed and fewer buyers make it more likely that your offer will be accepted, okay? But... What if you're just at the beginning stage of processing, building up your down payment? How do you quickly and effectively build your savings? Well, here's a few ways to help you for saving for your home, where to put the money so you can earn as much interest as possible. So I would say take on a side hustle. One of the first things you can do to help save for a house is increase your income. The more income you have coming in, the more opportunity you have to purchase your first home. The extra money could be put towards your down payment, allowing you to fund it faster. So all the ladies and gentlemen out here that say, I can't do this, I can't do that. You might want to get your hustle. Side jobs is where it is. That will definitely like waitressing, bartending, babysitting, tutoring, Ubering, Lyft, and etc. can help you get your hustle on. Caregiving, etc. to help you get where you need to go. So if you like a side hustle, you can also keep it long-term and use the cash. This is where I'm going at, guys. And use that cash to make moves, okay? Because there's nothing like getting ready for your down payment. The extra cash can pay on your mortgage after your purchase. So you'll be mortgage-free sooner. So you have to keep having payments. Or you could put this money into a savings account and use it as a down payment if you decide to upgrade in the future. At the end of the day, well, you will need to find a side gig that you enjoy. Otherwise, you will burn out quite, quite quick and end up saving extra money and not know what to do with it, right? So pay down debt. Paying down debt might not sound like a way to afford a house, but it is. Because you want to make sure that your credit is right, right? When you pay off your debt, you're freeing up your money and previously used towards loans and credit cards. Now you have more money that can be used 
to pay your mortgage or save for a house. So think of the logic of that. If you're not thinking along those terms, I hope you are. Because you want to look at the future and what you're going to do going forward. Okay? Because with this market and what's going on now, we got to be wise in our coin. Another benefit of getting rid of your debt is improved credit scores. The higher your credit score is, the more opportunity you have, the more offers. But then, the lower the interest rate you may qualify for. So over a life of a loan, this could translate to tens of thousands of dollars. And I can't stress it enough. So for example, if you take out a 30-year fixed rate loan at 7% for $200,000, you will pay two seventy-nine dollars in total interest. Get the same loan, but with interest rate of 6.5%, and you pay $255,000. And that's a difference for about $24,000 in the price for just 0.50% difference in the rate. Okay? So do the math a little bit, think about the numbers, and you will have a full understanding of what I'm discussing with the numbers. Additionally, lenders look at how much debt you have in relation to your income, known as your debt income ratio, to judge whether to lend you a mortgage, keeping the ratio as low as possible, ups your chance of getting approved. Okay? And I will discuss that a little bit more. Even if you can't pay off your debt, make it a point to pay off a portion of it so your credit score can rise and can realize some savings. So some of you folks out there are telling me that you're at 690. You definitely want to push to 800, but it's not going to, you're not going to go from 690 to 800 in three weeks. So you got to pay your debt. You got to pay on time and you have to be responsible with what you have coming in. So the more money you have come in, the more opportunity you have to pay off the debts, the credit cards. I will not say don't get a credit card, but I, anyone that knows me knows I'm against credit cards because credit cards is a very quick way to go in debt quick. And have collection agencies after you. If you don't have it, don't buy it. Don't buy it on time. My late pastor said to me, credit cards are not good. Credit cards have most consumer debt. And a lot of people are behind because of credit cards. Credit cards, student loans, personal loans, um, auto loans, all of that stuff. If you can't buy it, leave it. That's all I say. Or lay it away. Take advantage of retirement accounts. Finally, don't overlook your retirement accounts. Most experts believe that money you put into your retirement accounts should be used for other purposes. However, when it comes to buying a home, this asset will appreciate over time. Therefore, it's more justification for taking a loan against your 401k or making a one-time withdrawal from your IRA as a first-time home buyer to purchase your house. And there's classes on this, and it's more stuff that's a little bit more detailed. So you can say, oh, that's what Rusty's talking about. If you have a 401k plan, you can take out a loan from this account. The loan won't be reported to the credit bureau since it's your money and the interest you pay on your loan is interest you are paying back to yourself since you're taking the loan against your 401k. But you only do this for a big purchase, not to go shopping, not to go look good, not to buy makeup for a home, right? While this sounds like a great idea, understand that when you do the math, it usually isn't a bad idea as you end up with less money in your 401k than if you didn't take it out the loan. This is because you lose out on the combining of your money as you left it invested. Even though you are paying yourself back, the time it takes to repay the loan will cause you to end up in a smaller balance in the long run. Okay. Plus, there are factors at play. If you leave your job or lose your job before you pay the money back, then you have an outstanding balance due immediately and you have no way to pay for it. Okay. So pick and choose how you do this. 
Another option is a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. With a traditional IRA, you can take out $10,000, right, as a first-time homebuyer and not have to pay an early withdrawal penalty. However, you have to pay federal and state taxes. So there's a loopholes. A Roth RLA will allow you to take $10,000 out of the account earnings to buy a house. This is no taxes since the money you put in the Roth has already been taxed. Also, you are free to withdraw amount of contributions in a Roth at any time. So this is for people that really are seriously wanting to buy a home. There are ways to do it. So if your balance is $100,000, $70,000 of which is contributions, you could take out $80,000 for a down payment, and this would be $70,000 of your contributions and $10,000 of your earnings. Let me reiterate that. I said that very quick. I did the research. I did the numbers. I've never done this, but I know. So if your balance is $100,000, $70,000 of which is a contribution, you could take out $80,000 for a down payment, and this would be 70,000 of your contributions and 10,000 of earnings. And I'll have an episode on Roth IRA 401k and of how to do this if you're trying to buy your first home. Now, windfalls. Another popular way to save for a house is to use windfalls of money. And this includes tax refunds, inheritance, and gifts. Use these large amounts of money and helps you put down the most money possible and offers you a boost of motivation. Okay, so if your goal is to save sixty thousand for a down payment, and you have had you've saved fifteen hundred so far, it could be discouraging seeing how far away you are from your goal. But if you get three thousand dollar tax refund that raises your total to forty five hundred save, this motivates you to keep pushing ahead. Okay, so windfalls and extra money is great for buying your first home. So don't lunch on it. Cut expenses. It is important you take time to review how you're spending money and if there are any areas you can cut back. Doing this can free up money and you can use money for your down payment. So if you usually spend $100 a week on clothes, don't do it. Spend $25 a month. If you usually spend $300 on hair, don't do it. Spend less and put more into your home. If you usually spending money in things that need to be fixed in the house that you're renting, do less of that. Okay? So figure out ways to cut your expenses to have more to save and less to spend. Hope that makes sense. The best way to review expenses is to review your monthly statements. You want to look at around three months worth of expenses in order to see meaningful trends, right? Keep an eye out for things you buy that don't positively impact your life. For example, maybe you see a lot of impulsive buys on Amazon. Don't do it. What can you do to stop these purchases? Spend less, don't look on sites, Place items in your cart, but don't check them out the minimum of 24 hours. And don't use a credit card. Think through these types of purchases and the things that you can... Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on this episode. It's beyond measure. I'm glad you guys are back with me. I know that I'm switching gears, but in the last four months of this year, I want people that are listening to my channel to be savvy and understand if you've done like a lot of, you went through a lot of mistakes, 
you've got to this point of the year, the last four months of the year, and you're trying to figure out, am I going to splurge for Christmas? Am I going to do a lot of things for Halloween? School's coming back. We're getting back to normalcy. You're not too sure. you got four months to plan for next year to be better than you was in 23. So real estate trends. How to save money for a house in today's market. Um, if you're just joining in, I want you guys to get your journals. And if you want to buy your first home or you're preparing for it, this is an episode for you. Or if you purchase your first home and you feel like you just keep making mistake after mistake after mistake, guess what? You're listening to the right channel. And I just discussed IRAs and Roth IRAs and ways to uh, use your windfalls and cut expenses. But most importantly, to stop shopping as much and um, realize what's necessary. So as I continue on, make sure you also look at your utility bills to see if there are simple things that you could do to reduce these expenses. Um, not using too much of something, too much electric, too much gas, overusing can kill you. If you have a cable bill that's high, you can call and negotiate prices. Cancel, join different other things, do whatever you need to do to cut your expenses. Because we already know the gas bills this winter is going to be tough. Can you shop around for electricity in your state? Of course, if you can, do so. Because utility bills do beat our asses left and right, especially during the winter months. Where to save your money to boost your savings? Well, until recently, another issue people have been saving for a home with a poor interest rate on a savings account. But if the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, the rates you earn on your savings have increased as well. This means you will earn more interest on your savings and your balance and will grow even faster thanks to compound interest. There are a few ways to earn decent amounts of money on interest while still keeping your money safe. Okay? So I want to speak on high yield savings accounts. The best place for most people is a high yield savings account. You can find countless options online for these type of accounts. Many are low paying over 3%. The only caution is guys is not suddenly pick the bank with the highest rate. Depend on when you look at the bank, your high rate might offer this attract as many deposits as possible. Then as rates continue to climb, they dig their feet in and don't rise rates again. The good news is the less common it than it was, it passed still. When you find a rate you like, research the bank, get the tea about the bank before you do any transfers or do any, make anything frisky moves. Because with high yield savings accounts, you must do it properly and know what you're doing. Um, also, I want to talk a little bit about certificates of deposits. As with the savings accounts, bank CDs have not been paying competitive interest rates for years, as you know. But now these rates are higher thanks to the federal raising rates. The best plan of attack when putting your savings into a CD is to build a CD ladder. This is when you divide your savings into equal parts and invest them in various maturity dates, right? So for example, if you have $5,000, you can put 1,000 into one year, 18 months and two years, and then three years, five year CD. When the one-year CD matures, you open up a new five-year CD. As each CD matures, you can open a five-year CD. Doing this allows you to earn highest amounts of interest possible. The only downside is putting your money on a CD that is locked until it matures. If you need the money before it matures, you will usually pay three months' worth of interest. And that is a penalty. Okay? So be very wise with your CDs and your choices. I bonds. If you don't need your your down payment money for a year or longer, consider investing in I bonds. 
These are bonds issued by the government that have two rates, a fixed rate based on consumer price index and a variable rate based on inflation. Currently, I-bonds are paying 6.89%, understanding the rate changes every six months. So this is not the rate you will earn all the time, okay? So these are ways where you can lock something in and not touch it so you can buy your first home. But the interest rate currently is most higher than with savings accounts. So many people are purchasing I-bonds. If you decide to go this route, you must create an account and buy bonds through treasuredirect.gov. Also, you can't sell the bonds for one year. So you're tied into something so you won't have to worry about anything or touching it or going shopping or doing anything crazy. And after five years, there's no penalty. The next thing I'm going to mention that could be helpful is smarter investing. For most of us, the financial markets are intimidating and it takes uh, guesswork for investing. Our artificial intelligence soars the market for the best investments for all manners of risk tolerance and economic situations. Then it bundles them up in like Hanley investment kits that makes investing simple and strategic. So right now, one of our top performances, I would say, is a global trends kit and i learned a little bit about that in my research you don't have to become a financial guru to know anything about ai but you have to be wise in it and understand if it's something you would want to be a part of but best of all you can activate a portfolio protection at any time to protect you at gains and reduce your losses no matter what industry that you would want to invest in so ai is quite new and a lot of people just don't trust it and they're not sure if that's the direction that they want to go in but artificial intelligence for me, I think is great, but I know that a lot of times when we get into something that's brand new in technology, it could be glitz. It already been compromised already in my recent research. So I would not want to be a part of AI right now until it's live and I see that um, other people have utilized it and I heard some great positive reviews. And right now, for me, I haven't heard that. And if you've looked into artificial intelligence, you see probably some of the similar things I have seen which isn't very exciting of artificial intelligence. But however, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and um, I'm going to kind of switch back into education, but I just needed to tie in and talk a little bit about the financialness, the financial coin and people that want to buy their first home and ways to put coins aside um, to be able to make that uh, deposit, okay, that down payment to make that move. So if nothing else, I hope you guys enjoyed it and um, look forward to more interesting episodes to come.